Hey everybody, I'm DM Brad and you're listening to The Fate of Ison, Chapter 2, Episode 10. Thanks for being here, we appreciate it. Big shout out to our supporters over on Patreon, Alex White Robinson, Person Who Wants to Stay Anonymous, Robert Baldino, Irene Cucci, and Laura Christine Goodwin. We couldn't do this without your help. If anybody else wants to stand up and join the resistance, check out our reward tiers over at patreon.com slash fateofison. There's bonus content, named NPCs, and more. Just a heads up that this episode has a very different sound setup from the usual episodes. We recorded the whole thing entirely via Skype, and a few of us were using less than optimal microphones, to put it lightly. Uh, just know that future episodes will sound a lot nicer than this one. I apologize for the quality, and hope you still enjoy the characters and the action. Right, let's do the recap. Are you ready? Deep in the Great Brugian Wood, the Apple Squadith made an absolute mockery of a troll. Seriously, it was meant to be a challenge, but they obliterated the poor thing. I actually felt sorry for the troll. They continued through the woods and emerged in the town of Sorm, where they were greeted as heroes. The mayor rewarded them with a bag of goodies and some bottles of something very dear to Marley's heart, craft cider. Oh, I'm on level five. Yeah, I mean, Brad knows you're level five. It's close enough. Brad knows a lot of things that I don't. <laughs> Mostly about this podcast and what's happened on it. Hey. <laughs> Um, okay, that was weird. It, the, it did jump back up. Sorry, I don't yeah. know why it jumped back up, but it yeah. did jump back up. Okay, that's better now. When we eventually get round to recording the um, the gigantic adventures of Jeff and Simon, um, right. I would love to play a different system that's not D&D that I've been um, reading a lot about called Suited by Escape, by Escape Box Games that uses a deck of cards, like a like deck of 52 cards instead of dice. Very cool. Let's party. Okay. It's very, it's very much an open-ended sort of um, system, so you, you're like not locked into. Because uh, I, I had quite a lot of trouble making a mouse and a pigeon in D and D. Who weren't like, that. who weren't like a mouse person and a pigeon man, or like things like. I was like <laughs> it's like no, I want an actual mouse and an actual pigeon. An actual but, pigeon. Yeah, but suited. Some kind of mouse centaur. Yeah, suited can actually like handle that very easily. Yes. Um, Very interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and uh, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> no, no, I, so, no. Um, so, level six, was I supposed to do something no, recently? You are level. You are level five. You're not level six. Yeah. Don't worry. We're level four. <laughs> um, did you guys? <laughs> did you guys forget to level up to twelve? Um, <laughs> um, right. So, anyway, last time. Uh, you guys were venturing through the Great Brugian Wood with some uh, when some furbirds warned you that there was a tall oh, there was a tall I can't read writing there was a troll somewhere that had been killing things for the last few days. Uh, you heard a shrieking, roaring sound, and Banfor bolted off to fight whatever made the sound. Uh, soon after, he was attacked by a lanky green creature with long, clawed arms, which leapt at him from the trees. Uh, a fight ensued, which Marley and Fadan made into child's play with their sneaky magical tricks. Um, uh, Fadan killed the troll, which made Banfor sulk like a little baby. <laughs> That's right. Um, you then walked for several hours and left the forest uh, in the early evening and entered the town of Sorm, which is right on the eastern edge of the forest. Uh, there you were greeted as heroes, and the mayor offered you a reward... Uh, which you haven't looked at, by the way. It was a swag bag. Um, but he also offered you some bottles from his rare collection of craft cider. That's right. Um, so uh, what, what we'll do for the session is we'll start things off the next day, because this was in the evening that that happened. Um, but before we do, um, I will tell you what was in the swag bag, because I'm sure at some point one of you will look. I will not. Yeah, I, Banfor will not. Banfor does not care about swag whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, Marley totally does. Um, inside More of a is sex um, trunk kind of guy. Inside the bag is um ten rations, which is just like a pretty helpful but mundane thing. Um, five healing potions, one small keg of whiskey, 
Banful, Ooh. Banful. Um, and uh, two um, rather large potion vials, like considerably larger than uh, the healing than the usual healing vials that you get. Uh, and on the side there is a sticker that says Stone Giant Strength. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So these are the things that the mayor gave you as a reward for killing the troll that had spent the last few days uh, like attacking animals and people in the woods and uh, stealing villages or stealing townsfolk from Sorm. So Sorm owns the townsfolk. They're some sort of slave system? Well, no, Sorm, Sorm is the town, the name of the town. Yeah. So, it, I, so I guess if you want to be philosophical about it, every town owns the people in it. <gasps> we have bigger fish to fry, folks. <laughs> the, the whole town no. is actually a giant mimic. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I actually called it. <laughs> At the very start of this show, slash game, called it. Um, okay, okay. Okay, so, um, so yeah, we'll kick things off the next day, but tell me about your sleep for the night. Um, so just so you guys know the flavor, um, Sorm has two inns, um, one called the Broadsword, which is a really nice, uh, swankified place with a big fireplace and, and, you know, um, candle lit tables at, uh, for dinner service, that sort of place. Uh, and there's another one called the Proper Gentleman, which contrary to its name is a dive bar. Um, the, the mayor also offers to put you up for the night in his own home, as do several other townsfolk. Um, uh, you get the impression that Sorm is a town that was quite recently very small, but is rapidly growing, and the locals are quite used to welcoming newcomers. Um, so you tell me about your night in Sorm before we skip to the next morning. What sort of time are we arriving? Uh, you arrived late evening, probably about maybe 5 or 6 p.m. Well, uh, I think that Banfor's uh, got a call at night. And by that, I mean uh, grab the um, the tap on the whiskey barrel and use it to sort of open the whiskey barrel like a can, but like a soup can. Um, and, and he's just going to carry that around as a small beverage uh, and proceed to get horrifically drunk. <laughs> so well, Molly's already been drinking craft cider, right? Which is... Yeah, you've had a few of those. Mm-hmm. And, I, yeah. imagine, uh, and I, I imagine that's pretty potent because it's been in storage for quite a few years. It's been fermenting for at least eight years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm going to um, be wasting, yeah. wasty, happy wasting. Trestle like. Spoon just sort of hangs around uh, Banfor for a little bit. Um, and then eventually when the sun starts to go down, he, he realizes, you know, obviously... As per Banfor's normal MO, he's not going to sleep indoors anywhere. Um, mm. And Trestle Spoon takes up a random townsperson's offer of sleeping at their place. I like to imagine that he saw a tiny whore. <laughs> and uh, Padan's going to um, strike up a conversation with a few of the people that work in the forest, um, any lumberjacks, people like that, uh, yep. woodcutters. Okay. And he's going to uh, find some people he can throw a couple of gold to to go back into the forest and clean up some of those corpses. Okay, uh, roll a persuasion check on that. Alrighty. Low DC, 10. They're, they're already pretty curious, and they work in the forest anyway, so. Alright, I have a persuasion of plus zero, but I rolled a 10. Okay, yeah, you, you managed to get uh, two guys. Um, Bruce and Tim, why not? <laughs> um, two big burly uh, human men who just go like, alright, we'll go take a look. Yep. We'll come find you when we've got something to say. And they just pick up their axes and walk away. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Oliver. Um, and then he is also going to accept uh, a miscellaneous townsperson's um, offer to go and sleep at their house for the evening. Okay. Great. Um, in mid-roar of drunkenness, will accept the mayor's offer to stay at his house. <laughs> okay. The mayor, who was quite an elderly man, uh, who, who didn't actually meet you, he met the others, but he's aware that um, you're part... You're, 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 he's aware you're part of the group. Um, I have credentials. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember his voice, but uh, if it's anything like every other NPC, <laughs> it's just my voice. <laughs> hey, there's at least two voices, you know? <laughs> 
So he's like, Oh, you're, yes, well, you're one of the heroes. Of course you can come and sleep in my house. Um, is this bed going to be big enough for you? And he shows you, like, a regular, like, human-sized bed. Um, I... I, I... Therefore, I look at the bed and says, um... I mean, it probably is, but is that any way to treat a guest? Just to be, you know, just good enough? Is that what this town's about? Is oh. it? Well, uh, not to be put on... I could add a, a chair to the end of it, I suppose, to help you. Well, I mean, you're not sure, are you? No, I'm... Yeah, he's about five and a half foot, so, like, slightly shorter than, like, an average human. And uh, you can see Banffor sort of eyeing him up and says, you're, you're quite skinny too, aren't you? Yes, I am, and he's quite frail as well. He's very old. Um, and so the vampire says, come on then, I'll keep you warm, and uh, starts walking off towards this guy's obviously nicer bed. <laughs> uh, sure, so you can do that. Um, I would say he doesn't follow you. He just watches you walk into his room. And uh, Banffor will, uh, for the first time in a long time, uh, strip down after sort of uh, hammering a the uh, the door stop. He's going to kick it a huge amount until it's just wedged under the door, so the door will not open again. Um, and then strips off all of his armor and everything, and just has a real fucking good lie down. Well, this is like the first time you've slept indoors in a very long time. Yeah, and the first time I've not slept in my armor for a very long time. Yeah. So he does like uh, like first time you're alone in a hotel room thing. Where you're just like, oh, that's such a heavy door, and no one's allowed to come in here. Yeah, are you um, doing what you did uh, when you stayed the night in uh, Fort Pithlock with your dead hands? Remind me. Uh, masturbate potentially dozens of oh, times. Look. Oh, look. In this, I'm in the also doing bed. what we all do in the hotel rooms when alone, which is have a fancy wank. <laughs> it's happening. It's fine. But for me, quite reserved. Okay. Because as revealed, it's just a lot of ball play. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very you true. <laughs> just yeah. uh, tickling the coconuts. Um... Yeah. Just looks like I'm really mad at a couple of kiwi fruit. <laughs> right. Okay. So, uh, and yeah, Spritey... Um, stays in one of the inns, but he, he demands that he gets to stay for free. He's, well, he's he already going to? Uh, he's, he gets tricked into um, going to the proper gentleman because it sounds like it's a really nice place, and he, he ends up staying in like a dive bar, which is so far beneath him that he actually feels disgusted. This is a great cutaway scene in like a fun fantasy comedy. Right. <laughs> oh, just saying. Um, okay, so you guys spend the night. Um, you sleep through in uh, various comfortable beds in this town of Sorm, uh, but you awake uh, in the very owie, uh, very owie. I don't even know words. <laughs> <laughs> the look Alex just gave me was priceless. <laughs> hey, back to the party, Jules. Very owie. <laughs> Thanks for joining Selling us. Selling a couch. Yeah, true. Um, in the um, in the very early hours of the morning, uh, with the sun very early hours, <laughs> in the very early hours, um, with the sun barely visible over the eastern horizon, um, you awake to the sounds of loud growling uh, and townsfolk screaming. And it's probably uh, like five a.m. or so, but you've had enough sleep for a long rest. Um, I'm imagining Fadan was woken up pretty early because he stayed at uh, one of the peasantry's house. Um, so they're going to get up pretty early to get get on with their day. Yeah, you um, heard them get up and make breakfast for the kids and things like that. So. Yep. Um, so he's he's up um, and being someone that regularly sleeps under hedges is probably used to waking up pretty early to the dawn chorus. Um, so he's going to gather the stuff that he probably had pretty ready and head outside to find out what's growling. Okay. Uh, Banfor, um, 
do you wake up to the sound of this growling and screaming? And bear in mind, you are not wearing armor for the first time ever. Uh, Banffor wakes up with like a like the one eye open, skeptically wake up scene. You know, like oh, what's going on here? And um, cracks a yawn, cracks a smile, uh, does like the cat sort of bendy back bridging. Um, sort of just has a little shuffle, <laughs> enjoys himself, cracks his neck a little bit, uh, and then lightly humming, um, starts strapping back into his armor and horrible, horrible clothes. And then does a final, come on then, to the last mouse, and it sort of goes, <laughs> and jumps on him, and uh, whistling at uh, full rest, and frankly, a small skip in his step, if I'm completely honest. Um, he, he joyfully runs towards uh, the screaming, um, fully armed and armoured. Okay, Marley, what do what do you do in the morning when you hear when you wake up to the sound? I uh, grab my shit, throw it all together, um, so I'm ready to like go <laughs> because because screaming means bad. And bad means on the run, as far as Marley's concerned, like for her whole life. So, shit in a bag, throw it all together, and get ready to go. Shit, shit in a bag, like like in the first yep. episode. Got a bag of yum yum. <laughs> okay, maybe not that, but put, go, go like yum yum. put my various positions in a bag, and then run down the stairs. Wondering where everybody else is, but ready to go. Okay, and uh, yeah, Trestle Spoon has a uh, he's he was in a deep, comfortable sleep because um, he's you know been camping and, and on the road for quite it's quite some time now, and um, yeah, he just uh, he wakes up was all, like kind of startled out of a deep sleep, and uh, does a whole like like a comical dancing around the room like looking left to right left to right like can't decide what action to take first um but he's all like screaming adventure and he just grabs um whatever's to hand which is his weapons and his bag and he just bolts out um he actually goes out an open window on the second story of where he's staying and he uh, uses his blue boots to climb down the wall to the street and rolls he doesn't have to roll because he has blue climbing boots he can climb on any surface Oh dang! Oh yeah, any no. checks? His boots are boss as fuck. Um, and he's going to roll any checks. Nope. That's so cool. Not at all. So all of you in your respective um, buildings that you're coming out of uh, all come out to the street roughly at the same time, and oh, okay. you see um, that from your vantage point, you can see lots of townsfolk have been like ravaged by some kind of wild animals. That you see uh, at least a dozen bodies that have been like torn to shreds and some of them even look burned and scorched uh and then leaping into view of each of you you see some demonic looking dogs with charred flesh and like a fiery glow in their mouths and they seem to be all over the town okay the perfect neil jovovich costume for this and people are (laughs) yeah it's like the it's like the um the umbrella corporation dogs so cool except without Um, the like opening vampire faces like so just the three? Uh, nope. You see, they are all over the town. But like each of you sees a different one before you see each other or anything like that. Just oh, one. So see them separately. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and we're on the same one. You're all right, right now at the point of you exiting your buildings. You are all each seeing one. Separately. Yep. Different ones. Yes. Yep. Okay. So as soon as I see that. I'm going to pull out my awesome auto-loading crossbow and just fire straight at the first thing I see. Okay. Um, what is Obviously about... not the person. Yeah. What, <laughs> what is about to happen now is a skills challenge. Yay! Um, because as you pull up your bow, uh, your crossbow, and you point it at this uh, hell, like hellhound that's in front of you, you then hear um, in chorus to the screaming townsfolk and the like growling dogs, as you um, also hear a guttural, low-pitched, sort of inhuman yelling sound, this like roaring, like a human roaring kind of sound. Um, and then if you look to the west, so to the edge of the forest, piling out of the forest comes at least a dozen if not considerably more 
um, like uh, strange grey-skinned, hulking, ogre-like humanoids that are about six or seven feet tall, and they're all wearing stained loincloths and carrying like huge spiked clubs. And they all like. Well, this doesn't sound good. They all charge out of the forest. And here is your skills challenge. Everyone, roll initiative. Can I first make the case that maybe they're nice? Maybe they are. Maybe they're nice. Maybe this is a happy war cry. <laughs> I have my first natural twenty. Oh, nice. congratulations! Which gives me an initiative of twenty-one. Right. I have thirteen. Lucky number, motherfucker. God of chaos. Let's party. Nineteen. Bitch your ass. Ah, oh, goddammit. Okay, Trestle Spoon is last in that. Right, so the way we're running this one uh, is a bit different from the last ones. Um, I need 10 successes. Um, there is no uh, fail limit. Separately? Uh, just 10 successes in all. There is no fail limit. Your door is really freaking me out, all of the scripts. A door? opening by itself. <laughs> 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 yeah, li- listeners, we can see each other on Skype, and uh, we can see Oliver's door behind him opening and closing Just by itself. Opening and closing, That's fucking freaky. He um he lives in um Hill House. Let's <laughs> tango. This is and uh, cash. The, this is the Fate of Ice and Paranormal Activity Edition. Oh yeah, I'm Um yeah, so uh yeah, you need ten successes. There's no failure limit. Uh, so it's not like you need 10 before you need to get 5 fails or anything like that. Instead, each fail will, will suffer some kind of penalty on its own. Okay. Um, depending on what the failure is. Um, so Heading that will be in effect past the skill challenge or during the skill challenge? That will be during the skill challenge. Um, you can use attacks as your skill, if you wish. Um, the only rule is you can't repeat the last skill that you just did. Mm-hmm. So using a spell would be like um, if you want if you want if you want to cast this if you want to cast a spell it's either a spell attack if you if if it's a spell attack type of spell do it as a spell attack if it's any other spell it's an arcana right all right for done okay. what do you do there's Fadan a is... there's a hellhound in front of you and there's one of these screaming hulking grey humanoids or there's, there's about a dozen of those sort of approaching from the uh, west. How far away are they? Um, they are probably about maybe 80 feet from you right now, the the tribe of great things. Um, Badan is going to turn away from the hellhound and towards the large hulking ogre creatures. Um, stand exactly where he currently is and cast lightning bolt at the ogre creatures. Um, how many would that hit? It is a 100 foot line from me that is only 5 feet wide. Yep. So it sort of depends on how many of them are running in a row. Okay, so it can get multiple in a, as long as they're in well, a row. Cross line, you know. Yes. I'd assume that you're at an off angle. Cool. Um, <laughs> right. The, the DC for success on this um, is 16 for the whole, for everything. Okay, so um, I'm just going to roll a spell attack against them. Yep. Ooh, that's, um, yeah. That's a 13. That is not a success. Okay, that's your first failure. You shoot um, this line of lightning out towards them, um, and instead it strikes um, the ground right at their feet, and it leads them to look straight at you and change their charge to be all 20 of them coming at you. Not the town, <laughs> you. Um, Marley. Cool. Well, my crossbow's already in my hand and I'm already ready to go. So I'm going to be firing. Okay. That. Yep, fire a double crossbow shot at this hellhound. Oh, nice. That's an 18 roll with plus 5, so I make it. Okay. Um, describe how you kill the uh, hellhound. Uh, it, it, because it's a double crossbow, so what happens is the first crossbow bolt goes through slightly before the second one does, and so it goes through one eye and out the back, and then the second crossbow bolt just doesn't quite follow it, and then sort of mashes more of a giant hole 
Nice. <laughs> nice. I love it. So, what does it look? What does the the hellhound look like after it's been hit? Slightly surprised. Um, <laughs> oh, does it make sad dog noise? <laughs> it goes uh, right as like a confused Scooby Doo. Its eye kind of gets impaled on the crossbow bolt and goes out the other side. So yeah, nice. What happens? So he's got an eye sticking out of a crossbow bolt on the back of his head, and then and his face looks slightly surprised. Yeah. And then both bolts disappear from it and reappear in your crossbow. Exactly. Um, Banfor. Um, you can see Banfor. these things. Uh, the 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 tribe of grey things charging towards a specific point but you can't see what they're charging towards and there is one hellhound in your immediate vision um okay so I will stand for um can't believe his luck frankly <laughs> he was just like he was just thinking I really feel like a fight it's just real. he just his, his his ghost was cooked for a bit of a strap and he's turned around and what has the world given him but yet more mayhem so can't believe his luck um and he just does like a little um and charges towards the 20 things uh over the top of the dog in a very athletic fashion right so you just roll athletics to like dive over the dog and bolt at no, the... like essentially kick through it while running like, like, pretend oh, right. the dog is a deer, and a two hundred kilo man <laughs> runs through a dog. <laughs> okay, great. I love this. I love this Picture so much. Train and Fiat Punto. I love yeah. this. Uh, so <laughs> train versus Fiat Punto. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> noise. Yeah. So plows well, straight through uh, on his way and makes a beeline for uh, the biggest ogre with his axe sort over his head sort of pumping it like a fucking let's let's tango yeah great you don't roll, roll, roll athletics yes I want you to roll <laughs> uh, <laughs> the 20 bright unnatural yeah you obliterate this dog you just like bash and bruise this dog with your body um, you actually get um, I'll give you two fire damage to your legs as you bolt through it because it's sort of like you're not raging so you don't have it I did say that I was raging. Oh, did, did I? you? I was, that was supposed to be part of the list where I was like, enters a rage. Okay, yeah, you can, can bonus action. Yeah, I'll say your bonus action to enter rage. So, okay, so you take one fire damage to your legs. Um, this thing is now uh, in, like bruised, scrunched up mess. Um, as you charge through it, you felt briefly your axe sword get very hot for a second. And you, and you charge and close the distance between you and this tribe of 20 uh, hulking grey humanoids. Has the largest ones seen me? They're all the same size, but um, they all still appear to exactly be charging. Exactly the same size? Well, maybe an inch or two between them, I don't know. Um, and you call them a tribe, which assumes family, which assumes hierarchy. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> they are a group. A random cluster. <laughs> yeah, but um, are they like chips? Who's the alpha? I don't know. Listen, right, listen, Oliver. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm only human. Alright. <laughs> um, but to answer your question, uh, your first question, no, they are not facing you. They are still um, facing towards a single point that you can't yet see. Fantastic. Can't um, yet see us. <clears throat> Trestlespoon uh, is going to um, try and uh, whip off a double scorpion attack at the hellhound right in front of him. Um, so he, he's come down off the building in his blue shoes and he looks up and sees, yeah, this this giant, this dog is bigger than him with fire in its mouth. And he's immediately just like, whoa, and just like whip reaction. Um, he rolls a five. Uh, <laughs> So he, uh, he was too taken aback by this hound right in his face, and he whips his daggers uh, very badly, but and leaves himself completely open for a free attack from the thingy, Hellhound, which chomps down on him, 
for seven piercing damage and eight fire damage. So it just bites down on his neck and he leaves this like charred scar on Trestlespoon's neck, which leads him to shout out a very loud trestle scream, which can probably be heard <laughs> around the entire town. <laughs> trestle scream is the name of my favorite band. It's like Primal Scream, but it's only about trickery. <laughs> uh, and we're back around to Fadan. Fadan is going to grab his stuff um, and bring it right down on the head of the Hellhound with the intention of um, giving it a hard enough smack that he can uh, sprint off in some direction away from the ogres. Okay, so is that just so an attack? Um, this would be uh, just a staff attack. Which I think is just straight strength. Uh, plus proficiency. I'm not proficient in weapons as far as uh, I can tell. A wizard should be proficient in at least a, a simple weapons like a staff. Alright. Let's see how well this goes. <laughs> well, with the proficiency bonus, that's a 12. That's still a fail no matter what. So, um... Yep. You swing your staff at this hellhound, and um, you're not used to attacking things, and you've only just realized that you're not good at hitting stuff. It actually grabs the staff in its mouth and, um, like, hurls it away from you, and then uh, growls right in your face, and you can feel the breath, uh, the heat from the fire in its mouth, um, like, on you, and you know that you're in deep shit. This is going poorly. It's going very Do I poorly. Do still have time to sprint away? Uh, no. You can hear um, town, more townsfolk screaming, and you can actually see some buildings are on fire too. Marley! Yeah? It's your turn. Excellent. Um, okay. Uh, so I obliterated a dog with a crossbow. Cool. Um, I want to... <laughs> I'm assuming there's people like kind of running everywhere, so I I want to see if I know anything about these like ogre wearing loincloth people. Ogre wearing loincloth yep, people. Yep. I think I did that the wrong way around. Yep, they are loincloths who are wearing ogres. Yep, you got it. Ogres and togas. It's an ogre. Yeah. Ain't no party like an ogre toga party. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, uh, I want to see if I can find out anything about them and why they might be running towards the town. Do it, is it like a history check or a uh, something? Roll, roll a nature check. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, that would be a <laughs> fail, 13. <laughs> yeah, you don't know anything. Uh, and in the moment... <laughs> in a moment of you just in, being in complete inaction of just standing like watching these things um, um, two more hellhounds sort of like run past you and uh, towards some villages and or townspeople and you actually notice that some townspeople are armed and are trying to deal with the problem as well um, you see Pico, the uh, stout, uh, gruff dwarven man who was one of the people who greeted you he's uh, got a big um, axe and he's sort of holding it up it looks like he doesn't really know how to use it, but he's willing to try. Okay. And, uh, painful. The temptation is to fuck shit up. And I'm nothing if not a slave to temptation. Um, how close am I to the nearest ogre? You are right in front of the cluster. Um, Banfor, as a bonus action, uh, is going to pause sort of for a moment. Um, on the charge when they're far enough away that he's still got you know like time to have a moment and then still hit top speed so let's call that like how far can I run? Let's have a look see uh, you got like 30 feet I think I think but, I get an extra 10 yeah, or 20 when I hit if you're, level yeah if, if, you, if you dash um, you got you know that again on top of it so so let's just say he runs up um, continues his uh, preparations and singles out a target and charges. Um, Using what kind of skill? Entering a rage, um, charging the nearest one, let's say. The entire stopping part, superfluous, probably cut that out of the final thing. Makes no sense. Anyway, um, <laughs> charges the nearest um, the nearest ogre uh, and delivers uh, three attacks. 
Okay, so um, so it's just an axe attack, uh, an axe sword attack. Yeah. Yep. But charging, you know. Yep. So just roll to beat a sixteen on an attack. So here we go. Well, three attacks. Ah uh, no, just roll once. This is skill challenge, not combat. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's a natural twenty. Okay. You um, you charge through a lot of these things, um, simultaneously bowling them over, and you also um, so the f- you I'd say you take care of four of them at once. Mm. Um, the first one you sort of just bowl out the way. The the, spirits, mm. the second one gets an axe. The third one gets a sword. The um, fourth one gets another axe. Um, just kayaking my way through yeah. them. <laughs> then you find then you find that you've actually run through the group. You are now behind them, and they are running still towards the town. But you just took out but four. Technically of them. away from me. Uh, yeah, um, they're running away from you. And four shouts something along the lines of, "Get back here, pussies!" <laughs> um, your axe sword got very hot for each one of them. Um, Van four looks at it, notes it somewhere in the dusty and malevolent archive as my archive of his memory and uh, continues charging back towards the Zambies, the Ogres. Okay, yeah. uh, the end of your turn was was being left at the back of the group. Um, and then uh, Trestle of the Lisboons um, decides to try a different approach after um, his attack on this thing didn't work, and he wants to use acrobatics to try and leap onto its back and control the Hellhound. Hellhound. He rolls a exactly 16, so hooray! Um, he climbs up onto the back of this hellhound and um, he points it. Um, he, he turns and sort of like points it towards the uh, charging group of uh, now 16 grey creatures that remain. And now it is background to Fadan. Cool. Um... The creatures have reached Fadana's you. Fadana's going to... Hmm? The, the, the hulking grey creatures have reached you now. Um, I was really hoping that um, they were going to be slightly um, interrupted by Pampor, but... Uh, well, four of them are, are dead. <laughs> but the, other, the, other, the other 16 um, have reached you, and so you're now facing 16 of those and a hellhound who are very in, in very close proximity. Okay. I I want to dive for my staff. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you how I want to play this out, and we'll see what I have to roll. I want to dive for my staff and use cause fear to intimidate all of them away from attacking me, and go for um so either be village or run away or be confused. Right. So would that be rolling intimidation or Yeah, we'll we'll go with that. With advantage for the spell? No. Uh, <laughs> Don't push your luck. Very Let's hope I roll well then. I did not roll well. I wasted that twenty on um, initiative apparently. <laughs> okay. So, so I have uh, succeeded in eleven intimidation. Okay, uh, you do not intimidate them, so you do your whole maneuver. I'd say you successfully do it, but it has no effect. Um, and now you are sort You're of facing sur- down Hellhound and a lot of ogres. Uh, yes, um, oh, but, you, but during your roll, you also got a, um, a little glimmer of hope in that you saw Banfor, and from where he is, and you also saw Trestlespoon, who appeared to be riding one of these things in the distance, facing you. <laughs> Uh, Marley. Okay. Are they still running? Uh, they have sort of stopped and clustered in the face of Fadar. Uh, I want to run into it and then cast Thunderwave to push them the shit back and do some damage. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, so you just charge right in um, into the fray. Do you take heed of the positions of your friend? I want to stand in front of my friend so that when I'm doing it, I'm okay. pushing. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yep, sweet. So I'd say roll a performance check for your magic. Cool. 
because I'm singing Thunder Wave! Yay! Yeah, Thunder Wave! That's what I decided what it is. <laughs> and it's performance. So that'll be a 17 plus 8. Does okay. that, does that that's, work? That's an easy success. Uh, describe how you take out, uh, let's see, uh, one Hellhound and six of these things. Excellent. So I'm so mad uh, that my thunder wave pushes them with huge force into various things. So like the hellhound pushed into a horse trough and just drowned. Um, the, <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the steam rises up <laughs> off the trough. <laughs> yeah, and then like <laughs> there's a couple of ogres smacked into buildings and they comatose out. One goes through a window and gets real badly cut. You know, that kind of scenario. That's what we're looking at. <laughs> nice. Okay, um, there are now uh, ten of those things remaining and three hellhounds, one of which uh, Trestle Spoon is riding. It's uh, Bantle's turn. You are now... Um, uh, at a vantage point quite far away from things now but you can see uh, the cluster where Marley and Fadan are and you can also see um, to your left and quite a bit off is Trestlespoon in his position um, which way does the land run so have I gone uphill or downhill it's it's, it's, it's flat here in Sorm so I just hmm. They've obviously Part built the, the town. They've built the uh, town. I'm going to run the shortest right. distance to where there is fighting. Okay, uh, that would be. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Banfor is going to um, continue running uh, back towards the town um, and start screaming his his usual war cry, which is um, just the worst words he knows. Uh, at the top of his lungs uh, and a whole bunch of uh, self uh, sort of attempted auto cannibalism um, which is usually a sight to behold but he thinks to himself you know what you should do let's be a bit stealthy about this damn war <laughs> as you're screaming you're scr- at the top of your lungs I'm about to he's oh, getting up there but then he's stop like yourself. stop yourself there mate you might be more then a pretty excellent. So your role is to see if you are able to stop yourself from making noise. Yeah. <laughs> I love uh, it. I actually have plus two stealth, so... Okay. Roll your stealth to, to approach these things quietly. Yes, you naughty little devil. That's an 18 plus two unnatural 20. Okay. I am the fucking night bro. Um, do you, when you... When you make this silent charge, do you bowl into them, or is your intention to, like, sort of silently join the back of the group? I think we all know that I do parkour, but quiet parkour. You, you can't. W- on what would you do parkour? <laughs> Are you um, have parkouring you the ogres? <laughs> have you played Assassin's Creed? Yes. I'm charging into a city. No, it's a small it's town. Like boxes. What? Yeah, it's, it's a little town. There'll be like a like a stall. I thought like a... Oh, okay. So, but what do you hope to do? You do what? Leap leap off the edge of a stall with them? Yeah, just give me a bit of extra. Um. Oh, and try and, like, Superman into this group. Yeah, just bowl them over, you know? Sure, why not? I love this. And they don't see it coming because you rolled high on stealth. Uh, you successfully take out one of them and bowl it to the ground. Do any others stumble, giving uh, somebody else an attack of opportunity? There's no attack of opportunity in a skills challenge. But, yes, some of them do a stumble. skill of opportunity, sorry. Some of them are taken aback and... Uh, Oh mercy, what was that? Um, Where did that guy come from? I was just a, a strolling through this town looking to eat some babies. <laughs> and I do declare I'm never. a nice southern ogre person. I've never I've seen an ogre family. <laughs> My daddy owned lots of elves. <laughs> I recognize some of those hands on that man. <laughs> Ooh, the little hands on the short one. Bet they could uh, pick us some fantasy cotton. Trestlespoon's going to roll animal handling to try and uh, control his hellhound to barge into this group and take care of some of them. Oh, oh that, is an, that is an 18. <laughs> <laughs> Trestlespoon. This is going great. Put, he has one hand sort of grabbing. 
<laughs> he has one hand sort of grabbing the um, the back of this hellhound's neck, and one hand raised in the air, holding one of his scorpion tails, and he just yells, "Adventure!" And then he charges this hellhound into like a bowling ball into some pins, um, and uh, he uses it to sort of bite at a few of them, and he takes out three of them in the process. <laughs> now you are all in this big fuck off cluster. <laughs> and there are still um, two unaccounted for hellhounds somewhere in the town and there are six of these things remaining and we're back to Fadan man we chewed through these other buttons. that's why I made it a skills challenge instead of a three day combat <laughs> <laughs> it's a running yeah, so, fight um, in the streets a lot of uh, people in the town have been either killed and or badly injured uh, yes you in, um, you saw some bodies when you first came outside and since then you've seen a few people like running to and fro and you can see that yeah there's at least one fire in the town as well um, but you can safely presume most people are hiding okay if they're smart mm-hmm. um can I cast ah the, the goal here is to uh, essentially defeat and or drive off the creatures yep just protect the town protect yourselves or create a distraction so you can flee off um, into the horizon uh, and forget you were ever there. Um, if I... Alright, so I'd like to find a bunch of townspeople and try to rally them to um, help intimidate and drive off the posse of creatures. Okay, so you want to um, leave... If there's a bunch group? of them hiding, can I use investigation to find them and then rally them? Sure. Um, yes, you can use investigation to uh, see if one of the nearest buildings, I won't give you too much leeway here, um, is um, currently playing home to any hiding people. Alright, cool. I will roll investigation. And that is an 18 plus 6, 24, finally. Yeah, finally you did something. Um, uh, oh, wow. You find there is a house um, that you um, look through one of the windows and you can see quite a few people are inside and you manage to um, just with a few quick words convince um, three of the biggest strongest ones to come outside and deal with help deal with the issue and included in that are the two lumberjacks you sent into the forest the other day oh the night awesome. before I will lead my posse back into battle cool um, that can be your so next jealous. turn Marley. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So, uh... I think we're at seven successes. Um, there are six grey things, and there's at least... And there's three hellhounds, including the one Trestle Spoon's on. You're at seven successes. Cool. Um, I basically want to turn around to everything left and just snarl at them with a giant... Like, you've seen what we can do. This town is protected. Get your fucking asses home, Mike. Can you please uh, A, roll an intimidation check and B, um, uh, turn down the gain on your mic again? What the hell? Yeah, it's pretty brutal. No, it's not. You sound like what I imagine a barcode would sound like if it was a noise. (laughs) Um, You know how Skype was um, auto-managing your microphone? Yeah, it's not anymore. It's not anymore. No. Yeah, so that's probably a good reason why that's happening. Yes, but then if I turn it back on, it auto makes my volume through the roof. What's that sound like? That sounds better. Okay, so hang on. Say something loud. Just... You can start yelling again. Do this! That sounds, that sounds a tiny tiny bit better. Yeah, Spritey hasn't been seen during this whole thing, by the way. I just turned down the volume on that one and turned up the volume on that one, and we'll see if that works. See? Cool. Okay, um, so I'm rolling? Yeah, you're going to roll your intimidation to tell them to get out of the town? Fuck off out of this town! I mean, a lot of that, a lot of that electronic sounding was probably me. <laughs> Yeah, it's not great. Uh, I don't want to break this to you. Um, 
let's just see what my... Nope, nope, even with an intimidation of eight, I got ten. <laughs> with my math skills, I think you rolled a two. Um, you know what, that makes perfect sense because uh, you, you yell everything you wanted to yell, but you get the impression they didn't understand you. Oh, shit. They just anyway, look no, I speak orc. They, they aren't orcs. They aren't orcs. That's racist. Oh, um, That's racist. In yep. fact, as in response, um, the nearest one to you um, just gives you a good whack with its club, with its spiked bone club. Can it also well, be on which is tattooed OLM, Ogre Lives Matter? Uh, these aren't ogres. They are they? They're, no, they're ogre-like humans. That's why I thought they might be orcs. Uh, does a 17 hit your AC? Yeah, it does, buddy. Okay. Um, you take... <laughs> why is my armor class so shit? You take, uh, you take 9 damage from this club that um, smacks you to the ground. Cool. And now we're back around to uh, Mr. Um, Watt. Um, Fanful's still having a whale at the time. Um, You're at the back of this group after your flying tackle. I'm at the back of this group? Yeah. Um, he's um, a, a, a an ogre-like an ogre-like being with <laughs> everybody's playing turn the mics off and scream. Fantastic. Good. Just now it's just the miming of sexual intercourse, which is good. So that's fun. <laughs> Sorry, bad for I was trying to make some fucking fantasy of the mind and everybody wants to play silly buggers. <laughs> right? Jules started it. I don't, I'm not having it, guys. <laughs> I'm not having it. Um <laughs> uh, a an ogre like creature, um sort of catches Banfor's eye and sees him and, and starts towards him, I would assume. Uh, and Banfor deftly um, switches axe hands to befuddle the beast um, and strikes it in the cabeza, aka Mexican for head, with the axe. In the motion, he utilizes his well-known skills in sleight of hand. <laughs> your, your skill is to switch hands with your weapon. But, real sneaky like. <laughs> I love it. I hey, love your, hey, your... hey, Banfo. Yes? Are you doing that thing again where you're doing the things that you're real shit at? No. I have a plus two <laughs> sleight of hand, I'll have you know, young lady. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, roll I your sleight of hand. Roll your sleight of hand. And I haven't started yet. That's a fucking 19, team. Yeah, nice. unnatural. You, you successfully change hands with your axe so swiftly they don't know what's going on. You manage to attack um, two a, of them. As a free as a free movement, um, therefore blinks real fucking hard. Two of these things get struck down by your left hand. How crazy! <laughs> you didn't. Um, Trestle Spoon, while on the back of this hellhound, is going to try and take care of uh, two more of them with his um, scorpion tails. And he succeeds. So two more of them just get this whip, whip. Um, both get stabbed in the neck, like in the throat, with a dagger each, and then he whips them back. Um, so they zip back into their handles, and he just uh, you hear him go, Trestle Spoon... <laughs> So there are two. There are two more <laughs> remaining, and they just those two who just got um, stabbed with his scorpion tails just flop to the ground, and this like um, reddish brown blood just spurts out of their um, throats. And we're back around to Fadan. There's two more grey things, and there's three hellhounds somewhere. And we have one more success to go. So there's like two more grey things. There's two more great things, yep. We could have actually been way past 10 successes by now, but fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> or way under. Um, Alright, I'm 
Brown's going to um, charge with his posse at the two remaining um, grey things. Um, get and it. Cast, cast blindness on both of them in order to uh, make them a lot easier for these untrained villagers to kill. Okay, roll Arcana. Oh, not a spell attack? Right. Oh, blindness isn't, it is. Yeah, blindness isn't a spell attack. It's a save spell, so Arcana. There we go. Let me move it out. It's, uh, it's not looking good for this uh, blindness spell. Um, That's a seven. Sorry. Okay, you accidentally blind yourself, and you oh, uh, no! <laughs> you, you tumble into the group uh, and fall flat on your face in amongst these hellhounds and creatures, and you get stomped on um, for nine bludgeoning damage from various feet. Fair enough. Down I go. And Miley. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. This is shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna uh, just. I can't do any of my stuff because I feel like we've been through so many. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna sit down and sing them a song. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I wanna just start playing my saxophone. For what? <laughs> For what, like, results? Are you trying to get out of this? <laughs> just, show th- just show them that it's not all about violence. Sometimes it's about art and love. Yeah, like, I'd totally be singing a song that was sort of cute and inspiring, but actually I just really want an enthralling performance. <laughs> Have you ever been to Cuba Street? Um, so doesn't an enthralling performance have to be an hour? Nope. Oh. One minute, buddy. But a one minute. All I a, need. One minute is a very long time when people are swinging axes yeah, and things. Ten seconds. Yep. <laughs> Didn't get like. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm running around playing my saxophone, avoiding people at the same time. Wildly aggressively interpretive dances. <laughs> 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 I'm like ducking under like clouds and stuff. Okay, I would yeah. say yeah, sure. Why not you? You dance play your way out of getting hurt by this cluster of foes. <laughs> this is fucking. Yeah. It's like um, Brazilian uh, dance fighting, except with a saxophone. Yeah, what's that called? Craft Magra or uh, something? Yeah, Capoeira. Yeah, Capoeira. Capoeira. <laughs> not Craft Magra. Craft is like Israeli military fighting or something. Yeah, Israeli survival fighting. Yeah. No. So roll your performance check then. This potentially cool. could be the final success. Let's see, I'm using a different dice. Yeah, no, nah, it's not great. <laughs> I'm pretty sure actually that's the same dice that rolled a two before. So guess what it rolled? A two. Yeah. <laughs> I don't suppose you have a plus fourteen on performance. No, no. Plus 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 eight, but not. No. Okay, so the nearest creature to you, um, grabs your saxophone and throws it to the ground. It's not damaged. And then punches you right in the face. <laughs> How much damage am I taking now? Nine. And you go cool. you go sprawling to the ground. I'm like, ah, everyone's a critic! <laughs> You'll never be as good as me, bitch! <laughs> Fuck you hear the the disembodied voice of Spritey McSteamface, who's nowhere to be found. Um, and Banfor, what do you do, buddy? Uh, Let's Banfor wrap this up. Turns to the final two, um, and just smiles at them, but with a look of such evident joy that he's been having a really good time, hasn't broken a sweat and is now moving towards them, his smile seems to say. In fact, it is such a creepily happy smile that it is intimidating. Yep, that sounds intimidating to me. Yep. That's very come get uh, some. Oh, like, I'm going to come and get some. Yep. Um, I will use 
a point of luck, if I may. Yes, you can. We've established you Does can Does that mean it gets a reroll? Yep. The beauty of luck points. Oh, it's barely better. Oh, it's a 15, folks. It's uh, yet another fail. Wow, this is taking a lot longer than I thought to get 10 successes. Um, you walk, you stalk towards them with this big smile, and they just smile back and both swing at you. Do I not look like death incarnate? You probably do, but I don't think they care. Oh. And between their two clubs, uh, you take uh, 14 damage. Did you mean 7? Because oh, guess yes. who's raging? Guess who's raging? That guy. Yeah. Who remember that they have rage? <laughs> Fucking me. Uh, and now it is Trestlespoon's turn. Who I don't, I don't know what Trestlespoon's gonna do. He's just spent the whole time riding a hellhound. Some sort of trickery. Um, <laughs> Presumably. Yep, he's going to try and. Uh, what's he gonna do? He's gonna try and uh, lead them away from the town and ride this hellhound away. Uh, persuading them to come with him. He's going to do like a motion of like, hey, come with me. Um, Welcome to another game of find the keyword. <laughs> and he's going to roll a 16. That's the final success. He, he convinces these two things to follow him as he rides the hellhound off towards the forest. And these two things follow that hellhound. So there are two hellhounds left somewhere in the town. There are two hellhounds left somewhere in the town. There are no more creatures, but you can presume the hellhounds have probably been dealt with by townsfolk. The fire has stopped, and the screaming has stopped. Uh, Banfor. Every time a body went down, you uh, felt your axe sword get very hot for a second, and then cool down. Is it does it like harming me hot, or is it just? If last time when you fought the troll, it harmed you because you deliberately like squeezed it really hard. Mm. Um, but it's sort of like a hot potato where like if you let it be loose in your hand, it's probably not going to do to all, all that much. Um, do you know how infrequently I've interacted with hot potatoes in just that fashion? <laughs> how have you not? I don't know. Yeah. I've held hot potatoes quite a lot. Hot potatoes are like a regular occurrence. Yeah. No, yeah, but you put them in the microwave and the paper towel, and then you've got to get them out of the paper towel and be like, hot, 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 hot. You're and, just and... eating a microwaved potato. <laughs> yeah. No, you microwave it before you put it in the oven to cut like an hour off the cooking time. Yeah, why are you no, saying... no, no, you just microwave a jacket potato and then just cut know, it open. Well, that's how a homeless person would do it, but like a real person. Well, you know what? Like, it takes all of 10 minutes. So, fuck you guys. If you want to eat like a slow fucker, I'll be over here in this century eating way faster than you. I just eat like an, like an adult. You know the secret to eat, you to eating... You have some baked beans on your potato. <laughs> you know the secret to... Are you in a Dickens novel? You know the secret to, to quick roast chicken is to just not roast it. It's just to grab it straight from the bag and just... Put it just, in the microwave and eat just, it with Hands. You don't eat chicken from the microwave. Zero, Why are you zero, second, zero second zero prep second. time. Um, okay, so yet, no prep anyway, time. Uh, I just really want to know what Brad thinks homeless life is like if he. I know if they with microwave. microwave. <laughs> <laughs> You're cooking with a microwave. What are you homeless? <laughs> I'm so classist. <laughs> Can we have one conversation where my race he isn't probably, a factor? He probably doesn't even cook a <laughs> Yeah, one of my elves does it. You know what I'm saying? A Is that what you call Mel? <laughs> no. Um, okay, so... That is the end of the skills challenge. That is the end of the episode. Um, ban for, uh, as I was saying, your the, your axe sword gets very hot with each of those kills. Um, and mechanically speaking, you don't know this, but you will start to see the effects of it uh, next time we play. Uh, your axe sword now gets a plus two every time you attack stuff. On top of plus two to hit or plus two damage. Plus two damage to on top of all the other things. Both, both the axe and sword portion. Yep. Your ridiculously overpowered weapon just got even more overpowered. Hashtag daddy like. <laughs> uh, and take us out of the episode, uh, someone. 
And that's the end of the episode. That got a little bit weird. How about those sleeping arrangements? I mean, of course Banfor's first night sleeping inside, ever, question mark, was in the mayor of Sorm's bed. Of course that happened. And where was Spritey during all of this? Did he sleep in or perhaps he missed the action on purpose? Hmm. Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to hit us up on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram at Fate of Ison, Or drop us an email, fateofison at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. Catch you next time. <laughs>